0: Exclusively on Zoomer Radio.
1: And a uh, happy welcome back to Charlie from Philadelphia. Thank you. Franklin Proctor here, the sous chef of the garden. Uh, by the way, uh, in your stead yes. was our good friend Dennis uh, Flanagan.
2: Who I hear he, uh, today, I don't want to say the word amazing, but he did a <laughs> he, he did a job. Pretty good
1: job. <laughs> you know, we had a lot of fun uh, and uh, the callers were very kind. Uh, welcoming him.
2: Did he know any of the answers to the questions or did he just make them up? I think he just made him up. Uh, Probably, to be with you. knowing
1: Dennis, <laughs> knowing Dennis. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But listen, uh, we'll we we'll talk more about the Philadelphia uh, Flower Show, which you were away for last uh, weekend. Last weekend. That's right. But normally, we we do a little uh, kick around as far as the uh, the events. But I got to cover the phone numbers. My my job yes. is to get get the phones lit up. Okay, in Toronto, if you'd like to talk to Charlie Dobbin here in the Garden Show from Zoomer Radio, here are the numbers four one six three six zero zero seven four in toronto and then anywhere in the province it is toll free one 740 4740 our little mantra call early call often one question per call and if you happen to be a first-time caller let our operator uh, sebastian know and he'll let me know and then just before you get to the airways. Ah, You get the welcoming Garden wings. Garden wings. You got
2: it. Yes. Don't be shy. What do you got, Join in anytime. Well, I just want to remind you, the Philadelphia Flower Show is still on. Yeah. I was there last weekend. It is on. Tomorrow's the last day. Mm -hmm. So if you can get there, if you're anywhere in the area of Philadelphia, I highly recommend you do go. Uh, For more information, check out theflowershow.com. Okay. Uh, This Monday, March 11th, 8 o'clock in the evening, the Agent Court Garden Club will be meeting at the Knox United Christian Education Center. Centre 2575 Midland at Shepherd in Toronto. The guest speaker is Kathy Cosma, all about pollinator gardens. Kathy Cosma mm-hmm. is a beekeeper. she's a, She knows her bees, so she knows all about pollinator gardens as well. So she, that would be a good one to, to attend. There is a free seed exchange. There's lots of yummy desserts and fun people to chat with. Everyone is welcome. On Wednesday, March 13th, the Scarborough Garden and Hort Society meets a free mm-hmm. event with speaker and author Laura... I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Mrosovsky. <clears throat> My apologies. Good attempt. My apologies. (laughs) I'm sure that was wrong. Addressing growing food on balconies, small spaces, and elsewhere – Excellent, very trendy topic. So appropriate, yeah. Yeah, Doors Mm -hmm. open at 7 o'clock. Refreshments, of course, are included. Everyone is welcome at the Scarborough Village Recreation Centre, 3600 Kingston Road and Markham Road. And then on Wednesday, March 14th, Donna Finice will present Gardens of Sicily for the Riverdale Hort Society. It's at the Franklin Community Centre, 816 Logan Avenue, just south of the Danforth, 7 p.m. A very friendly group. I recommend going to that one, too. Okay, Yep.
1: That, that's the announcement for today? That's, that's all, all I got. Uh, that's uh, all she wrote? Uh, okay.
2: Other than to spend the next hour telling you how much fun I had last weekend. Yeah.
1: Oh, and <laughs> how appropriate is it yes. that our first caller we're going to get to momentarily mm-hmm. is Jim from Philadelphia? Excellent. So we'll, we'll uh, say hi mm-hmm. and check in with Jim and the rest of you folks here on Zoomer Radio's Garden Show, broadcasting live and direct on this beautiful Saturday morning, mm-hmm. live and direct from the Zoomer Plex in Liberty Village.
0: Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. All right, Charlie, let's get uh, in biz here and
1: check in with our first caller, who happens to be from Philadelphia. And there's Jim. Wonderful. Good morning, Jim. Welcome to
3: the show. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. So you were just here, Charlie?
2: Uh, I was, and was. Did you go to the show? Did you get to the show?
3: Yes, and it was as gorgeous as it always is. Um, Love it every year. It is just spectacular.
2: I agree. It was very spectacular. I could, like I said earlier, I could go on for the next hour, Uh, but all the details. I was lucky I got to go twice. I was there all day Sunday and most of Monday. So I really, I got into every corner. I saw every exhibit, examined things closely, took tons of pictures. It was so much fun.
3: Did they let you get into like the bones down back behind the scenes of places?
2: You know, Probably they would have if I had gone on the tour with the other members of my tour group. They went on the Friday before the show opened, and they were taken around by some PR people. Um, I did. I flew in for at dinner time on Friday, so I, I toured on my own, and there was nothing set up with any of the organizers or any of the staff. So you're right. That was the one thing. It would have been nice to get in. stuff. Yeah. What, some of what the sort back,
3: of things did Charlie stuff. miss possibly? Well, no, I, I've never seen the back behind the oh, okay. scenes. I'd love to be able to do that.
2: Yeah, well, I, just from my experience, uh, so much, so many years at Canada Blooms, I have such a good understanding and appreciation for how much work it is to put those shows together. You know,
1: Charlie it was really interesting, Jim. Before the show, I was saying, uh, how about the other folks? There were uh, three other people involved in the, the tour from Toronto, and I said, were they like from the newspaper? or What? And interesting, no.
2: No, they were, blo- two of them were lifestyle bloggers, millennial bloggers, which was really interesting. Uh, I know, I know. So it's, it, they were there, uh, you know, thank you very much, Visit Philly. That's who, who brought us to Philadelphia and looked after us for a couple of days and fed us so well and really, wow. really did a great job. The, um, but the, and then one other woman was a freelance writer and mostly like a travel writer more than uh-huh. anything. So, so, yeah, we were all from different perspectives. Maybe that's part of what they're thinking right yeah get all the different change it up a little generations bit. and perspectives out there I was the only horticulturalist or you know person with real gardening uh, knowledge and interest they were just like sure. the
3: pretty pictures yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway miracle, yeah. miracle. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I potted up some tulips uh, just after uh, Christmas mm-hmm. put them in a six inch diameter pot four inches deep mm-hmm. filled it two-thirds with potting soil mm-hmm. Tucked the, the bulbs. bulbs in Tight, okay. crunched them in together. Yeah. Filled it a little more so that their tips, tops, were sticking out. Sounds perfect. About a month ago, pulled mm-hmm. it out. Charlie, they look like the Walking Dead. They the Ooh. bulbs have pushed out, mm-hmm. their roots have exploded in a container. The tops are six inch uh, were about three inches then. Mm. So I smashed them back down a little and rewatered. I have it out now. I'm looking at it. Mm. They're six to eight inches long. They pushed back out <laughs> of, <laughs> the, of the uh, container. The roots on the bottom are like an over uh, overgrown plant just pushing through. <laughs> What do I do with these? Can they go outside? I, I've never done this. It's my first time. I didn't expect what I'm seeing. Yeah,
2: well, they sound like very vigorous bulbs, right? They're, they're doing what they're you know designed to do. They're growing like crazy, and of course, keeping in the fridge was important because that was you were tricking them to think or, that was force winter. Force them into dormancy. Well, you know? no, they're they're dormant when you oh, put them in. Oh, oh, right. So by putting them in the fridge, continuing that. Well, no, it's more than that. It's it's tricking them to think that winter has happened, and because of winter, now the flower bud has been initiated. Oh, okay. When they went into the fridge, only leaves would have come out if you'd grown them. But you cool them down for you know eight, ten, twelve weeks in the fridge. When I've done this in the past, tulips in pots or any of the bulbs, I, I've done like you—you you know, fill mm-hmm. the pot pretty full. I mean, the bulbs do touch each other. Um, one trick I will mention, though, is <clears throat> tulips have a flat side. They're not completely round. If you look down on a tulip, there's they're they're quite round, but there's a side that's flat. And if you put the flat side against the edge of the pot, that a leaf, that's the first leaf that comes out, <clears throat> and that leaf will come down and cover the pot for you. So it, huh. it just makes a nicer display once it grows. But for oh. now, Jim, main thing is, keep them in the sunniest, brightest spot you've got in your house. Water as necessary. Necessary. they will they should flower they 'll you know they 'll be leaves um, if it 's all looking silly with roots all over the place and soil you know popping out, just put that that pot that they 're in into an over pot like what we call a cash pot, something pretty like a decorative ceramic pot or something. pop that in just so you 're not seeing that mess of soil and roots and everything and uh, and let those stems and flowers come up, enjoy them, turn them in the window in the bright spot one hundred and eighty degrees every couple of days. Let them grow on after they flower. So you've got green leaves for up to six weeks, water as necessary. And then outside, you can plant them out in the garden at whatever point. The, you know, we're frost free and the ground is, is not frozen anymore. And they'll come up in your garden next spring. You can't force them twice.
3: They're going to be very laggy, I'm guessing, because they just look like the string beans right now.
2: Yeah, um, it's going to come down to light. <clears throat> you, can, you can help them stay more compact by increasing the light levels dramatically. Right. Okay. Okay. If you've got any kind.
3: Okay. Of- so I'll keep get them out. I'll get them out now. Yeah. Um, I do some crocuses. Get them in a window and yeah, see what goes on with them. Okay. Well,
2: and when you had them in the fridge, did you have them in anything or were they just sitting out on a saucer?
3: Uh, they were in like a beer fridge in the basement, so it doesn't it got open maybe three or four times that whole time. They were not in a bag. I know you put yours in a bag in yeah. a cool in a cool spot, but I thought the darkness of the fridge would handle that.
2: Yeah, the darkness is good, and actually keeping it dark is good. So mm-hmm. uh, even opening that fridge three or four times will have had some impact on starting the growth. So that's yeah. why uh, just, I've used like a navy blue or even a green garbage bag and just put it all in that bag. And you do you should check every month or so just make sure there's no fungus growing or mold or anything like that. But, but um but yeah the dark bag helps them just t- not grow
3: <laughs> and that might have been what pushed them a little more okay. i think
2: so yeah Okay.
3: Right. okay, great. Thanks, thanks for thanks calling.
1: Lot. Thanks, Jim. Yeah. Nice to have you in from uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. It's just kind it's of happenstance. He's
2: getting to be a real regular yeah. caller, that <laughs> that's Jim. that's super. I now, know. I we, was wondering if he had some, something to do with me uh, being discovered to buy the Visit yeah, Philly. Yeah, that kind of happened
1: out of group. the blue.
2: It did, but clearly not.
1: Well, there you are. That's all uh, we're we up to our first break time. And, uh, Actually, second. Uh, Oh, you're right. You're right. The second break time. Uh, and we're going to take a little bit of a but... break because our show is ne- next going to be going to Ottawa. Hmm. So stick around. Christine on the line. We'll be talking to her in just a moment here on Zoomer Radio. A reminder of those phone numbers in Toronto, 416-360-0740. And anywhere in the province, toll free, 1-866-740-4740. Back in a
0: moment. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio.
1: Alrighty, Charlie, let's get back to those phone lines and this time up to Ottawa. A lot of hot air up there. Uh, Christine! <laughs> Woo! Not <laughs> Christine, though. Good, no, not, not from Christine. Good morning, Christine. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hi, Christine. Morning. Where'd she get to? Oh oh. Have we lost her? Yeah.
2: Well maybe she's gone to get a coffee or
1: something. Uh could well be. She was hanging on the line there quite some time. Okay. That being the case, all right. Let's Ooh, in next here we have a first time caller in uh, Mississauga. That's Teresa. There you go, first time caller Bell. Nice <laughs> to have you show, Christine. Welcome or, to the uh, show. Teresa. Teresa.
4: Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, Charlie mm-hmm. and me. <laughs> It's uh, nice to be able to get through. <laughs> it's yeah. To get through sometimes.
2: Good idea to call. Um
4: I have um some um, clivia plants mm-hmm. and uh, I've had for years and years and I I've, I've broken them down, spread them all over the building to everybody <laughs> and um they're gorgeous when they come up with that beautiful orange bloom. Mm-hmm. However, there's a lot of green leaves coming up where the orange bloom it usually comes up. Mm-hmm. And um on on top of that, it's um the, when that bloom finally, if it if it does bloom, when it does bloom, it used to come it used to come straight away, way up high, right above the leaves, and now it it's um, it sort of hugs the hugs closer in. Right. The I just wondered if there's anything that I'm doing that I should be doing or not doing or. Two things, you give me any advice on? Yeah, on two something?
2: things I would suggest because I've had the exact same thing happen with oh, mine you? as well. So <laughs> it. Um, we know that clivia likes to be pot bound. So number one, try and allow, leave it in the pot, same pot as long as you can. So that really is, it's a full pot, lots and lots of green growth, obviously most mm-hmm. of the year, mm-hmm. fairly sunny location and consistent water. I, I'm 99.9% sure that when the flower stem does not elongate, so it does not stand up above and be very showy. Instead, it's down deep within the foliage, it's got to do with lack of consistent water. Really, and I, I'm telling
4: everybody not to overwater it. Oh
2: yeah, no, don't overwater for sure. Never, never let it be a soggy. Plant when you okay. water, water thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, let the water drain through to the saucer below. Let it sit in that saucer for five or ten minutes. And if there's still water in the saucer, dump it out. Bright okay. sunny spot, uh, but then it might be only seven, eight, nine days later that you're going to do the whole thing again, depending on the temperature and the amount of light the plant. Is in my thing is I forget and I my clivia is lucky if it gets watered once a month and oh. so sure enough I got lots of flowers but where are they they're way down deep in uh-huh. within the foliage
4: I I'm just dying to see another flower come up because yeah. these leaves are just come out in the center I guess that's where they always
2: did yeah they always, always the do and a
4: flower comes up right
2: that's right exactly the, the, all the new growth on a clivia comes from the center of each of those little mm. plants and as you recognize there's multi plants in, in the same pot. That's what they do. Yes, I've they send another one I've got. Yeah, all the little all the daughters. Little plants around the edges. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, and fertilizer can sometimes. And, and it is time the time of year that we should be starting to fertilize our plants once a month, just mm-hmm. a, a regular all-purpose fertilizer. But <clears throat> the reason I think it's water is because I find that when I say to myself, "Oh, I haven't seen the, the blooms on the clive, and then I go look and they're way down deep. If I oh. water that day, sure oh, enough, okay. those flower stems elongate a good inch overnight, Really? just by watering. Really? Yeah. So I mean, it does. Doesn't mean they're up tall enough, because I was too slow with the water. But nevertheless, water does make a difference on the height of the flowers. Oh,
4: well, that's good to know. That's okay, um, Good to know, Charlie. Thank All you right.
1: very much. Thanks so much for calling. Thanks, Teresa. Thank you. Nice, okay, bye-bye. Nice to have you with us on a beautiful Saturday morning. And don't oh, be hey, a stranger. That's right. Um Oh, good news. Christine has found her way back to our phone lines from Ottawa. Good morning, Christine.
2: Hi. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yep, yeah, we can. Okay. Charlie,
5: mm-hmm. I have a quick question. I brought in two red geraniums
2: for the winter. Mm-hmm. How do I get them to flower again? Oh, how, where have you got them now? They're in, in my living room. Okay, and is, are they right in the window? Yes. Right in the window. And uh, do you have curtains on the window? No, okay. nothing. Okay, and, direct light. Okay, good. And what direction do we know? Which direction the living room faces? Oh God. When do you get sun in the window? Uh, I would say east, Charlie. So morning sun. I'm not very good geographically. No, that's but fine. I think that's it. Yes. Yeah. Like right now, is there sun yes, coming in the living yes. room? Yeah. It's so sunny so, right now. Right. So that's likely an eastern location. Yes. Um, all right. So what I would do. Uh, geraniums very much respond to light levels. <clears throat> We've okay. had a very gray winter. We've had a right. lot of clouds, a lot of snow and rain, etc. Right. So that's all the geranium is responding to is that lack of light. Okay. If you can put it in a brighter window, like a southern or western window, right. you're more likely to get see some flower buds and flowers in the next month. But okay. if you can't, just leave it where it is. Remember to turn the plant 180 yes. degrees every couple of days. Oh, okay. o- only water when it's dry. Right. And again, you could do some fertilizer you know, once a month starting now. Okay. And yes. I think you'll find that uh, as the days get longer, and of course we're going to even lose an hour tonight, so yes. just that many more hours of sunshine, right. uh, flowers will form. It's just it's just really a, an evidence of the, poor, the low light levels that we've of been course. having. And Sometimes, you know, if you really want those flowers in the winter, get yourself a little grow light. Exactly. Uh, consider okay, that. Charlie.
5: Okay. Charlie, I love your program. I listened to it faithfully. And, and, and so wonderful to have Frank to have you back on uh, Big Band Sunday night. Oh, thank I you. I think both of you do a marvelous job. Well, thank bless you. Thank you so heart. much. Thanks, thanks, appreciate it,
1: Christine. Thanks so uh, very much. Appreciate that, Christine. I
2: hope the boss is listening. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking for a raise exactly. myself.
1: <laughs> 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 well, now, hey, uh, once again, we go international, uh, this time to Derby, New York. Got to find out where that is exactly. Mm. Anne is on the line. Good morning, Ann.
6: Yeah, good morning. Morning. Good morning. Derby is about 25 miles south of Buffalo. Oh, okay, excellent. Gotcha. Thanks good. for calling. Are you a first time welcome caller? You must... No, I'm a second time oh, caller. Okay,
2: All right. good stuff.
6: Okay, Charlie, welcome back. Thanks. This is a geranium question. Mm-hmm. I brought in my about 15 geraniums from outside, mm-hmm. uh, and I've been growing them in the basement all winter okay so okay. they've been sending off new shoots yeah and i remember you said take because i want to get some ger- i want to grow my own geraniums outside the summer mm-hmm. so i remember you said take off the new shoots mm-hmm. and which i did and in jan in uh, early february i put these new shoots in water mm-hmm. and the new shoots are throwing off some beautiful tiny little leaves <laughs> but
2: i have no roots Okay, how okay, so remember how where the roots are going to come from the little stems that you cut off the mother plant. Yeah, uh, if how were they a couple inches long, two, three, four inches long? Yeah, Yeah. okay, and at the time there would have probably been some little leaves on the tips. Yes, and then if you look at those stems that you cut off, there's little um. Uh, horizontal lines on the stems, and at each of those little bumps or lines is yes. a node. So you've got to make sure that you've got at least one or two of the nodes under the water because yes. it's at the nodes that the roots are going to emerge.
6: Well, I do. I have those under the water. Okay. I,
2: still get, I still get no roots. Okay, don't worry about it. Again, it's you know what it is. It's it's the fact that the geraniums obviously have. It's winter. They still know it's winter. So there's no. We always see root formation, and uh, particularly when we take cuttings faster when the plants are actively growing and we are just starting the process of active growth now it's just early march so i I, you know what probably when we hang up the phone you go look you'll see some roots today kind of thing (laughs) like it's it's happening it's just happening slowly would i have a better chance of getting roots if i put them in really moist soil not really the one thing you could do to speed up roots if if you're worried excuse me is use something called rooting hormone. So it's a powder uh, or a liquid. Both are available at your local garden center. And you're just looking for what's typically called rooting hormone number one. And so that is, um, you're going to take out your little cut, Stems. You're going to dip the cut stems into the powder or the liquid, and you're going to shake off any excess, and then make sure that's clean water in your jar that you've, you're using to, for the cuttings. Give yeah. that a little scrub, get some fresh water in there, and then put those cuttings back into the water, and that will speed up root, root growth. But as long as the stems are looking good, they're not rotting, they're not brown or discolored, I wouldn't worry about it. You are going to see roots imminently.
6: Okay, let me quick uh, tell you that. The man who was covering covering for you last week, mm-hmm. what he, a caller called in about her geraniums. Mm-hmm. And what he said, he said, cut off all the old growth, and you have the old plant. Mm-hmm. And he said, just grow, uh, it'll grow into a new plant.
2: Right. That's true. He,
6: he said, "Like cut off all the new
2: growth, mm-hmm. cut it all down." Well, yeah, you would do that because that, we call that the mother plant. Yes. So you, you, it, with that mother, if you cut everything down, I mean, obviously you don't want to cut it completely down because you can kill the kill the plant. Nice to leave yeah. one or two bits of green on it. Um, at this time of year now, we're going to see this big spurt of growth. So that mother becomes a really beautiful plant by cutting it back like that, because now it's super dense and lots of leaves, lots of flowers for this coming summer. The commercial growers have mother plants just like you do that they've kept from last year and starting in January, February, they just start going through and they just take cuttings every week or so. And that's how they propagate all the little babies that we see for sale in the spring. So that's what you're doing right now is you're, you're looking at taking cuttings off of your mother plants to propagate for the, for the coming summer. So cut away, like you can cut anything off you want. Uh, If there's flowers, remove flowers, because the roots will grow faster if there's no flowers on those cuttings. But leave leaves.
6: Okay. Okay. They're throwing up new leaves, you know. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. And don't hesitate again to fertilize that mother plant if you're really wanting it to push some growth on that to get more cuttings.
6: Okay. But I, will the the size anything the difference with the size of the flowers I'm going to get with the old
2: no. old plant versus the new plant? No, they're they are clones. They should be absolutely identical. Oh, okay. Flower size and color, etc. Interesting. Okay. Huh?
1: Terrific. Yeah. Thanks so much. Okay. Thanks, Thanks for calling. Yeah, yeah. You bet. Yeah. Um, Bye. Bye. Okay, have a great day, and thank you for joining us here on Zoomer Radio. Oh, hey, we're staying stateside. Now, how yeah. about this? Now, wait a minute. Let me reach for the bell here, Charlie. <laughs> You're getting your exercise, too. There we are. That's for Jim <laughs> in Buffalo, New York. Hi, Jim, first time caller. Nice to have you with us. Good
5: morning. How are you doing? Good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, Charlie, I got to believe, first time I ever heard you, I couldn't see you. My telephone doesn't work. My radio doesn't work that well. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but I pictured you as a. Grown up, big, old, old, old time teenager. <laughs> I love it. Then I hear you talking about you got grown up kids. I can't think she's has got that old. <laughs> then I see you on TV and I say, oh, I was right the first time. There you You are smooth. You are. Thank you. Jim.
2: I love it. Old time teenager, grown up, old time teenager. That's me. Yes. <laughs> Never grow up.
5: They can make you get old, but they can't make you grow up.
2: That's absolutely true. (laughs) So what's going on in your garden, Jim?
5: Okay, I have lots of tomatoes. I have no trouble with them. But cucumbers, I plant about six plants. and I got overhead uh, Mm. netting for them. Mm. I get lots of flowers. Oh. But no, about half a dozen cucumbers. I've been told it's because we're short of bees. And I was prepared this year to go attack them with a Q-tip.
2: Yeah, you might to have to.
5: Problems. But then I, I got a catalog that advertised a home for non-stinging bees, mason bees,
6: mm-hmm.
5: which sounded good to me. Yeah, attracting. And I figured I'd like put one of
2: these up. Yeah. Yeah, oh, ab- yeah, I never heard of
5: mason bees before.
2: Oh, I there's at the bees. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not a bee expert, but I'm pretty sure mason bees are a native bees in North America unlike bumblebees mm-hmm. and and honeybees that have been imported. So uh, and they are solitary bees. So there's there's so many kinds of bees. We really only know bumbles and honey. We don't know yeah, yeah. all the 20, 30 others. you be a beekeeper. Oh, were you okay? So you know a bit about bees, but it's yeah. not just bees that pollinate the cucumbers. It's there's any of the flying insects Remember Remember when they do it is early in the morning, between about 6 a.m. and 7 a.m. And what you need in the case of cucumbers and squashes and zucchinis is you need flat, the flowers open as the sun rises. But you need male flowers and female flowers opening together. And you need the, that insect population buzzing around, inspecting, checking out, picking up a bit of nectar and pollen. And they do the pollination for you. Wow. And the flowers will shrivel up a few hours later. So if you're going to be the bee, you're going to get out there with your Q-tip or your little paintbrush early in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I got early now, huh? Oh, yeah. And you got to recognize the difference between a male flower and a female flower. Oh. There you go. Well, educate me. <laughs> so, uh, just quickly, the easiest way, I think, to tell the difference is that the male flower is attached directly to the stem of the vine, whatever it is, cucumber, mm. squash. The female flower has a little, what we call, um, a um, pe- a petiole. So it's got like a little, little stem that's attached to the flower that's ah. attached to the main stem. So it's protruding that's off how you tell the stem. The difference, yeah, too. that's oh. an easy way to tell the difference. There's other ah, ways. If you look closely. The reproductive organs are different. So if you look so closely.
5: One to the other, to the other, to the other. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I also have yeah. a
5: catalog. It says a, uh, it's a pad of insect attracting plants. Uh-huh. They suggest planting this near where you need bees.
2: Good idea. Absolutely. Oh. Pollinator-friendly gardens are yeah, all, yeah, the all the rage. All the rage. i have to give it a shot. Yes. Ab- if you've got room and you've got sunshine, it's, it's all about flowers. And typically the pollinator-friendly gardens, of course, are going to be flowering plants. So, you know, at least at four or five hours of direct sun every day. And, oh, at least, and, yeah. Yep. Yeah, put that emphasis on growing flowers to attract mm-hmm. pollinators and you'll have a much happier garden. Well, wow. I got
5: the tomatoes,
1: no
2: problem. All my neighbors get free tomatoes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good stuff. We'll be down to visit uh, in oh, August nice with an empty stuff bushel we'll basket.
1: <laughs> Thanks so much, Jim. Thanks. Okay, Jim. thank you. Bye. Delightful to uh, welcome you to the show. Come yeah. on back anytime. You know, the yeah. door's always open,
2: and the coffee's always on.
1: Exactly. Hey, uh, let me remind you of phone numbers. Now, we've been through a whole bank of uh, callers, but.
2: But I still have, haven't told you about my weekend. Well, so, you know.
1: We, let's, when we come back, yes. I have to take a little bit of a commercial break I, here. When we come back, we'll either go to the phone line or we'll talk about the Philadelphia about, Flower Show. Or <laughs> about, yeah, it depends, it depends, <laughs> right. Phone numbers in Toronto, call 416-360-0740. Anywhere in the province, toll free, one 866 740 Back with Charlie and the Garden Show here on Zoomer Radio in a moment
5: daffodils and daisies bluebells and begonias for scythia and foxgloves, marigolds magnolia lavender and lupins dahlias delphiniums stalks fox hollyhocks tulips and sweet williams
0: you've picked the right place for everything floral this is the garden show with charlie dobbin exclusively on zoomer radio Frank Proctor here, the sous chef of the garden,
1: and I'm delighted actually to spend just a little bit of time here talking about the Philadelphia uh, Flower Show, where Charlie was last weekend. And you you had a great time, but boy, they really, uh, they put you through the paces there. Uh,
2: well, no, it was great. Yeah. Uh, it, the organization that sponsored the trip is called Visit Philly. So mm-hmm. they're, they're obviously a, an organization that's really want to pump up tourism to Philadelphia. For well, sure. And it it was so interesting. It's been many many years since I was in Philadelphia, and so I got there at dinner time. We went for dinner the first night to a place called Tallulah's Garden, <laughs> and so so appropriate, right? And the food was magnificent, and I had roasted duck and just and mm. and and of course when you're in the restaurants, it, we're there as guests of so visit Philly and the management of the restaurant knows that we are a media tour so of course we've ordered our food but before you know it the chef is sending out a plate of this and a platter of that oh, wow. and you must try this and how about <laughs> this so you just we rolled out of that restaurant, <laughs> went home yeah. to a lovely hotel called oh. Aloft. So right two blocks away from the convention center where the, the show, the flower show, was on, and right by the right downtown historic, um, historic Philadelphia. I mean, there's so much history there. Yeah. Everything is so old. Right across the street is the the oldest performing arts, like fine arts school, the Academy of Fine Arts. It opened in 1804. Wow! Right, and it's these beautiful historic buildings. Yeah. Like there's plaques everywhere just telling you the story behind the Masonic Temple it was like right next door and it's like over the top crazy architecture so I've got pictures I'll show you later yeah, during our. breakfast. You amazed place.
1: me actually we were talking off air and you showed me some of the website.
2: Well, okay so wait so this is yeah. Longwood this okay. is where I went last Saturday remember yeah. we spoke on the phone yes. when Dennis was here I, I was hopping on a bus to go to Longwood so I'm just showing you quickly what I saw at Longwood which was There's four acres of conservatories or greenhouses. Right now it's orchid extravaganza. Uh So... Tens of thousands of orchids. And if you're an orchid person, it's just, you'd be just in heaven because you'd be seeing all these different varieties. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not such a specialist of an orchid. Like if Terry Kennedy had been there, she'd oh, still be there. Yeah. Right? Um, but I'm, I'm just sort of like a, wow, that's amazing. Show me something else person. But I, so I saw like sweetest little children's garden. Everything is small scale, water everywhere. Like, you know, dragons, fire breathing dragons yeah, and, yeah. and ducks shooting water. Just there, a lot of water fountains at Longwood. That's one of the things they're really famous for. So this inside, even inside, we had a really sweet little thing where the water would would blow up out of sort of a blowhole in a wall into a hole above in an archway where there was a bell. And so the water would go up (laughs) and go, boing, and the bell would ring, right? And it would just happen suddenly, like just out of nowhere. Suddenly this water would shoot up and this bell would ring. It was super fun. What
1: amazed me too, though, was the fact that you you got those four acres of greenhouses, Mm -hmm. however... How many other acres did uh, you It's see?
2: over 1,000 acres. Uh, this is I need a, to go back. I yeah. mean, I totally need to go back. I need to go back during, like, spring, summer, fall. Actually, mm-hmm. I'd like to go in all the seasons. I'd like to be there in, when you can be outside and really seeing some of the outdoor fountains. Yeah. Light shows, music, water all over the place. Like, it's just uh, uh, the biggest... Okay, ever. I found a lot of the biggest of everything in the United States. So the biggest of uh, freestanding organ um, that is played oh, yeah? is at Longwood in the in the original estate. Over ten thousand pipes, and oh you can see word, them. Yeah. You can go in behind and see them all. And they, at Christmas, they get most of their visitors at Christmas time, and there's Christmas carols nonstop, and singing, and music, and lights, and Do you know,
1: trees. it's funny.
2: Uh, wow, uh, and that's just Longwood. Like that was just like yeah. a four-hour thing. Before we went to a wonderful restaurant called Terrain for lunch. It's just wow. amazing, just amazing. And then another great restaurant and food, food, food for dinner. And, <laughs> and then I, I went suspect the,
1: there might have been a little wine Im- imbibed. Uh,
2: a little hmm. bit, not yeah, not a ton. It was, uh, but, uh, yeah. you know, obviously that <clears throat> You don't want to, it's. It's important <laughs> to keep your head about you in those situations, but um, but yeah, I know it was. It was just the, then. I was off to the flower show. I was there like all day Sunday and most of Monday, and uh, and I oh, for for photos. Certainly, I'm on Instagram, charlie.dobbin. Mm-hmm. I'm on Twitter at Charlie Dobbin. I'm on Facebook. Charlie Dobbin. you can follow or see me, see some of the uh, photos, I've of the taken photos oh, that are posted great. on yep. any of those. Uh, and so yeah, certainly um, consider that if you want to see some photos and consider going to the show if you can. It was so much fun.: Excellent.
1: Okay, uh, we're going to take uh, another phone call here. We have uh, in Barrie, Tanya, on the line. Good morning, Tanya.
2: Good
7: morning. Good morning. Um, I just uh, had two mountain ash taken down this, like, a week ago because okay. they died.
2: Mm-hmm.
7: And I'm thinking of putting a lilac tree in.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
7: Yeah. that's, that's um, And that... it faces east, south, gets lots of sun till about 2 in the afternoon.
2: Okay. So when you're saying lilac tree, you're thinking of what's called an ivory silk lilac? Because that's, a, that's an, a, a, a lilac tree
7: what they're called, but I've seen them around Berry, and they have like a nice lollipop look to them. They get tall, but but it's nice for a subdivision because they don't get overly big. Okay,
2: yeah, so no, you're talking you're talking about um, Korean, dwarf Korean uh, tree. It's a standard. So they'll get, meh, six, seven, eight feet tall, and as much as three or four feet wide, eventually. Uh, Oh, it looked higher than that. It looked about, oh, I don't know, 15, 20
7: feet high. Oh, with white lilac. Right.
2: Okay, that's your oh. ivory silk lilac then. Ah, uh, okay. okay. Yep.
7: Yep. Yeah, um, it's a good so choice. What I'm interested in is I'd like to know how
2: trouble-free they are. Quite, actually. They're a very good choice for a couple reasons. One is they're pretty tolerant of most soil types. Uh-huh. They are quite tolerant of urban conditions, so meaning just salt and pollution, etc. Uh-huh. They're, they're a nice size tree. As yeah. you said, the maximum 20 feet tall. They bloom a little later than our traditional lilacs, so they bloom more like late June, early July, but they are white. They're fragrant. Um, generally pest and disease-free, the one, the only thing bad I have to say about them, one small thing, is that when the flowers are finished, they, tend, they turn brown. So you go from these beautiful white flowers, fragrant flowers, to these sort of brown clumps in the tree, oh. which will eventually, well, on a windy day, all sort of mm. blow off. But there is a period where you've got those sort of brown blobby things hanging up there when the tree is small you can obviously go in and prune them out but once it's 20 feet you're not going to be able to do that but then you don't really notice them when it's 20 feet either well, so. i've
7: noticed them they look like a nice little shade tree yeah. perfect for a subdivision perfect. they don't get too big good choice um what about roots do the roots come up like i'm worried about so it's going to be about 15 feet from the sidewalk in a point. Mm.
2: No, shouldn't be a problem. I mean, remember when you're planting, you're going to plant it so that the uh, the top root, whether it's in a container or a, a root ball, <clears throat> is right literally on the surface of the soil. Mulch around your tree. Don't let the mulch touch the the bark of the tree, but do a donut around the tree. Don't try and grow grass up to the tree. That way you won't have any problems with the whippersnapper or the the lawnmower doing any damage to the bark. And Uh when you're you're watering, water thoroughly and deeply. Uh, So don't just, again, water the lawn. Make sure you water your tree. The first couple of years, Mm -hmm. you want to stay right on encouraging deep roots with deep watering.
7: Great! Okay. Oh, I might just go with it. I was almost going to go back to a uh, mountain ash because mm-hmm. they just keep giving. They're just, They're a just wonderful. They drink. are wonderful. <laughs>
2: they are a little more prone to some diseases, though. So that the the lilac will be a little more trouble, little more trouble free.
7: Oh, good. That's probably what happened to my two out mountain ash. Yep. Probably. They just simply died. They were fairly old anyway. Yeah. But Okay, thank you so much.
1: You're welcome, Daniel.
2: Thanks for calling. Okay, me. bye-bye. Thank you indeed. Look, you're going to get some yeah, exercise. I, I know. <laughs> we've got
1: two first-time callers waiting on the line, and we'll get back to them here on the uh, Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin in just moments. And you are listening to AM740 Zoomer Radio. Of course, in downtown Toronto, we're crystal clear at 96.7 FM.
0: Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio.
1: Alrighty, Charlie. Let's. Uh, oh, Frank. Frank, reach for that bell. Yeah, there it, you that go. Exercise. That's for Susan who Who's is Shelburne. calling from Shelburne, Ontario. Good
2: morning, Susan. Welcome. To morning. The, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. What's I've going enjoyed, on? Enjoyed. It's been very informative. Good stuff
6: what's happening? i have a question in regards to calla lilies that we purchase through the winter months and i'm wondering if there's any chance they're beautiful mm-hmm. from from garden centers or from even the grocery stores if they can be um, put uh into the garden through the summer
2: yep yep you can they are when you purchase them they were in leaf and flower i assume yes and are they currently in just leaf or are there still flowers on them There's still flowers on them. Cool. So you're obviously doing the right thing in terms of keeping them going, keeping them alive. So keep (laughs) doing that. I would start some regular fertilizing, you know, every two, three weeks with a you know, flowering plant fertilizer. And and once we are frost-free, so in Shelburne, that might be late May, early June, you'll start the process, or once we start getting some nice weather, you'll start the process of hardening them off. So you're going to introduce them to the outside gently and slowly, an hour a day in the shade for a couple of days, and then in back into the house. And slowly but surely, you're going to be able to leave them outside. Once we're frost-free and the plants are, are ready to be out in the real world, you'll pot, you know, Put them into a big container garden with other plants, or put them out directly into the ground in your garden, or leave them in the pots. Bury the pots out in the garden. You can put them in a fairly low light location, so it doesn't. They don't need direct sunlight. They just need a bright, but can be, you know, quite a mm-hmm. bit of shade at the same time spot, and enjoy them all summer. And then, of course, we're going to get some cool weather, shorter days, and they will start to go go dormant all by themselves, just based on what the weather does. And if you want to save those uh, bulbs, you'll bring them in and keep them frost free for the winter, and then start them up again this time next year to go outside again. Okay.
6: Okay, and so leave them in the pot outside, and do I leave them flower? Keep them flowering this whole time, and they will continue to flower. There's no dormancy between now and first of June.
2: No, there shouldn't be. Not if you can keep them going. Keep them happy, healthy. Don't overwater. Don't underwater. Just keep them going. They will continue to be quite, you know, new growth uh, based on the longer days. They, they should not go dormant at all until they'll start going into dormancy next September. Okay. All right. Yes. Thank well, you well, very much. Let us know how that works out. Yeah. Keep in okay. touch. Yeah, because yes, they are beautiful. Calas right. are beautiful. They Thank you. Are,
6: and I've had no luck with the big ones, putting them in the, the beds here, but... Um, oh, yeah. Going
2: to give this a whirl. All right. Okay.
1: Thank you. Thanks for calling. As you know, Charlie, every time calla lilies are oh, mentioned, <laughs> I go to Catherine my Catherine he- Hepburn. The calla lilies are in bloom. Such a beautiful flower.
0: <laughs> yes. All
1: right. Uh, Monica, that's oh. for you in Newmarket. Yeah. Good, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good, sunny morning.
2: Yeah, no kidding. Gorgeous Finally. day. Yeah. Until it starts raining later today. I <laughs> Sorry. know,
7: I know. But as the, the sun's shining, we start yeah. to think about what's lingering under all that ice. I
2: know.
7: As my mother affectionately refers to as the glaciers on her property. <laughs> um, I'm a huge fan of hookers. Uh-huh. As my garden is transitioning into more of a shade garden. Um, I'm loving hookeras, he- but I don't seem to have a lot of success with them. Oh, I know that sometimes in the spring they seem to get lifted out of the soil. Um,
1: Charlie has just glanced at my face, which was uh, like, what? In a, 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 "What? What the heck? What's a a, a hookera?
2: I, I have <laughs> Coral no idea." Bats. Coral bells is the common name, as if that means anything. What what do you think a coral bell looks like, Frank? (laughs) little bell. It does. The flowers are little bell-shaped flowers. They are low-growing, often used as a ground cover. Um, Yeah, so Monica's having some issues. See, uh, coral bells Sometimes they just don't thrive. Yeah. you know they start beautiful yeah. and then they, they wither out. out um, okay, so here's a couple of things I'd recommend. Are you, le- you gardening in a fair amount of clay where you are? Is your yes. native soil quite clay. New Market Ontario. That's what I thought. So what I, if you can where you're planting fresh coral bells or moving them around, make sure you've got some uh, very available, good quality compost. So hundred mm-hmm. percent organic matter. Do a fifty fifty mix with your your native clay and this good quality whether it's Homemade compost, or you purchase it in the bag, do a mix, and when you're planting the coral bells, you're absolutely right. They they do have a tendency to float up to the surface uh, as they get older. They get kind of woody, and you start seeing a lot of stems. Yeah, but but what I do in the spring when I'm sort of going through, I. I use a lot of leaves on my garden in the fall. Mm-hmm. So chopped up leaves, which adds great organic material. Then in the spring I literally go around on my hands and knees and I move the leaves around so that I expose those coral bells and I expose the little hostas and so all these little plants can come up through the leaves. And I but I keep the leaves there. Kukura or coral bells are what we call a semi evergreen. So you will always have a bit of bit of brown, shriveled up leaves, but you'll also have some nice fresh stuff there, literally. So leave the fresh carefully just tear off the the dried up scraggly bits um and but leave those leaves around the base and um i find they do well you know some are in sun some are in shade they do the best when they're sort of half sun half shade Mm -hmm. uh and i try to group them by color so that because there's so many gorgeous colors oh they're
6: Um, fabulous
2: yeah there's um, like 30 different purples Mm -hmm. leaves with all different silver variations and then there's all the oranges and pinks and stuff so um yeah and i've got them all over my garden same as you i've just i've the real favorite of mine. Um, when they
7: get exposed, when they get pushed up in the spring, mm-hmm. should I be adding more soil around that? Yeah, or you leave can.
2: It? No, you can. You can certainly add more soil because remember, our soil is always decomposing. Our you know our good quality organic soil is always disappearing. So, mm-hmm. adding is never a bad thing. Okay. All right.
7: All right, well thank you so yeah, much. you're very welcome. Thank Thanks. You Thanks for your show. Thanks for calling. It's uh nice to personally share with fellow gardeners.
2: It's much more enriching than the online research experience. So yeah, thank you for, for thank sure. sure. Better Good than stuff. a blog anytime. And we are a podcast everybody you can listen yeah. again. Yeah. Uh Absolutely. Here at AM 7:40, podcasts, The Garden Show.
1: Whoops, look at that time. Seconds. Gone. How'd yeah, that we go just How'd that happen? left, I don't know. Mm. What the heck happened there? Anyway, uh, Charlie, been a pleasure Shades welcoming of you back. what's to come. We're yes. losing an
2: hour today, and we just feel like that yeah. hour went pretty yeah. quick. Thanks, Frank. Thank I, you. I missed you. I, we had a nice chat last Saturday on the phone, though we did. And uh, thanks, Dennis, for filling in. Thanks, Sebastian, for being here for us. And all the great callers from all over the world. You got it. Very cool. Thanks for calling, everybody. See you again
0: next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.